0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujiadine. Today is Monday, August 28th. Coming up... ATMs that allow people to buy and sell cryptocurrency have been popping up around Kansas City. But what financial benefit do they offer to the community?
0: These fees are incredibly, incredibly high. There are also comparisons that these are similar to payday loan operators, title loan operators.
1: We'll hear why some are calling for them to be removed. But first, some headlines. A St. Louis judge has denied objections to a new law that bars gender affirming care for transgender minors. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports the measure will go into effect today.
0: A number of plaintiffs sued to block a law barring transgender minors from accessing hormone therapy and puberty blockers. They argued that the law violated state equal protection guidelines. But Circuit Judge Stephen Omer refused to prevent the law from going into effect on Monday. He wrote that the plaintiffs have not, quote, clearly shown a sufficient probability of success on the merits to justify a freeze on the law. Backers of the new law say gender-affirming care is inappropriate for children who are under 18. But detractors of the measure say it could take away health care that alleviates depression for transgender youth.
1: A new vaccine could help limit another triple-demic, like last year's earlier-than-usual spike in respiratory illnesses at local hospitals. KCUR's Noah Taborda
0: reports. Usually, cases of a respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, are like the cold, but older adults are at risk of a severe infection. Now, a vaccine is available to counteract the virus for people who are 60 and older. Greg Poland is the director of the Vaccine Research Group at Mayo Clinic. The efficacy of the vaccine is highest, against the more severe outcomes. So it's very good in preventing severe disease on the order of 85 to 95%. Around the country, approximately 60,000 to 120,000 people over the age of 60 are hospitalized with RSV each year.
1: Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves says the department is bringing back an anti-crime program disbanded under the former police chief. The KC No Violence Alliance brought together local and federal law enforcement, community groups, and schools to focus resources on what drives violent crime and homicides. Until it ended in 2019, the program's six-year run coincided with the Metro's lowest homicide total in decades. Speaking on KCUR's Up to Date... Graves said the city has to consider all options to stop the rising homicide rate. We have just got to work in all places to try to break that down. And police are working in prevention, intervention and enforcement. And so are many of our other community partners. Graves says gun violence in Kansas City is exacerbated by Missouri's loose firearm laws. We'll be back after this.
0: This podcast is looking for
1: good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your
0: favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply.
1: Cryptocurrency ATMs have made their way into Kansas City in recent years. The machines let people buy and sell the digital currency, often with fees that are several times higher than those charged by traditional crypto exchanges. And that's only one reason some are calling the ATMs exploitative. Dan Micah is a graduate student at the University of Missouri School of Journalism. He wrote a story about these ATMs for the nonprofit Kansas City Beacon, and he joined me over Zoom to tell me where they're most often found in the metro. So tell me, what can you do at these cryptocurrency ATMs?
0: That depends on which machine you go to. In general, all of these machines will allow you to establish a cryptocurrency wallet, and they they will allow you to put cash in um, and charge you fees for transferring that cash into cryptocurrency. Some of them will allow you to withdraw cash based on uh, on advertisements. There's only about one in five of these machines in Kansas City actually allow you to withdraw cash. They may also allow you to sell cryptocurrency out of your wallet. But generally, it's not very uh, centralized what you can do with these machines. Um, Some providers allow you to do all those extra things. Some providers just allow you to purchase cryptocurrency.
1: And these machines have different fees than exchanges, right?
0: Right, so the fees for a place like SoFi, which does uh, much more than cryptocurrency, they usually charge about one, a little over one percent per transaction. Uh, Coinbase, which is the largest crypto exchange in the world that's centralized um, and probably the most popular in the U.S., charges usually are you know in the range of point zero six percent, a very small fee. But the advertised rates that we've found. In Kansas City, at least, range from the lowest was about 9%. uh, The median was around 16% per transaction, and the highest was uh, 40%. So a much, much, much steeper fee to do these transactions if you're wanting to do it in cash versus uh, being hooked up with a bank account into a fully digital exchange.
1: Which neighborhoods in Kansas City are more likely to have crypto ATMs?
0: So we we ran a map of these crypto ATM locations against census data, and overwhelmingly they're being placed in areas that have higher numbers of of black citizens, of Latino citizens and and in areas with lower median household incomes. And, and this partially gets into um, the the marketing strategy of a lot of these ATM, uh, providers they they are arguing that they are providing direct access for people to use their cash and get into the into cryptocurrency without having an intermediary um, that kind of gets into kind of the the founding lore around crypto that you know you don't that it's a it's a way to store and and transact value without needing a bank as an intermediary as, or a, a government as an intermediary but certainly there's a there's a much higher proportion of these machines being placed around uh, communities of color and in neighborhoods with lower, uh, uh, with lower uh, household median incomes.
1: What are some criticisms of these ATMs?
0: Well, Jocelyn Evans, who is a PhD in finance and a chair of finance at UMKC, just called this usur- usury. Just said that these fees are incredibly, incredibly high. There are also comparisons that these are similar to payday loan operators, to title loan operators that they're coming into neighborhoods that historically have have not been able to build a lot of wealth, whether just due to the historical effects of redlining or just the fact that the traditional banking system hasn't offered uh, equitable amounts of credit or equitable levels of credit at the same price to more wealthy neighborhoods and are just charging higher fees to people who need access to you put their money to work or to put their cash somewhere at a much higher fee uh, compared to, say, someone with a bank account and with a Coinbase account. There are also criticisms around just the lack of universal withdrawals. It's very easy to put money into these machines. And the argument from a lot of these companies is that it gives people who want to transact primarily in cash to get into crypto, but withdrawing that cash or sending it to other people is somewhat difficult and is not always universal amongst these machines. So, if in the event that, you know, let's say Bitcoin loses a very large chunk of its percentage in a day, which, which often happens actually in the world of cryptocurrency because these are very volatile assets that their price swings around. Much faster than say the dollar, it's really hard to to get your money out quickly. And on top of the fees that you, have to, that you are charged in order to buy the cryptocurrency, and then the the fees to convert that cryptocurrency back into cash and get and get dollars and, and cents in hard currency back.
1: What do crypto companies say in response to these criticisms?
0: Uh, one crypto CEO that I reached out to said that. Cryptocurrency is just going to be the future of of money. Um, they, there's a, a real belief that cryptocurrency will eventually replace the dollar, or replace the pound, replace all other forms of of currency that is, that runs through uh, the banking system and is uh, controlled in in many ways by by governments, issued by governments, and this is a way to give people who don't have bank accounts, access to cryptocurrency, give people who would prefer to use cash instead of having a bank account, access to cryptocurrency, and doing it in a way that is, quote unquote, more convenient in order to, to transact. Uh, one CEO, I, I asked when I asked him, how can you justify fees that range into the double digits per transaction? Uh, when a company like SoFi or Coinbase can offer it for around one percent or less per transaction, uh, he essentially argued that these centralized exchanges are much larger and can offset their costs elsewhere. Whereas he kind of described himself as a mom and pop store, he said it's unfair to charge to complain about a mom and pop grocery store charging you know four dollars for a gallon of milk when Walmart can charge it can charge one ninety nine for it. That's essentially his argument. These are companies are smaller and they need to actually offset the costs just through fees versus through other areas. But I think it also begs the question, if you were paid $100 from your job and your bank in order to cash a check said, well, we're going to take $10 off of that all the way up to $40 off of that just to cash a check or put it into your account. I think I think most people would say, would say that's a really bad deal. So whether or not that's just an issue of scale of some of these ATM companies it is to be seen whether or not it's just as uh, Dr. Jocelyn Evans calls it just simply usury and simply uh, exploiting people who either don't know better or who don't have access to transact to transacting cryptocurrency through their phones or through stable home internets or some other means. I think that's all open and, and that's all very fair criticism for for this uh, this industry.
1: So what kind of regulations of these ATMs are critics calling for?
0: Well, uh, Dr. Evans uh, is calling for just an outright ban on cryptocurrency machines and uh, it, it is really promoting a, uh, this idea that uh, we should make it more equitable for people if they want to transact in cryptocurrency to give them more financial education, uh, and to uh, really provide more of the infrastructure needed to transact in cryptocurrencies, such as being able to do it through your phone or through your home internets and, and working through an exchange that charges less for the same products. But right now, my sense as a, as a longtime financial reporter is at the federal level, at least, there's not really a very strong sense as to what cryptocurrency is and who exactly gets to regulate it. Um, at the federal level, there is a an ongoing and, and long roiling fight between the Securities and Exchange Commission and the uh, Commodity Futures Trading Commission and, and other agencies about who gets to regulate what parts of the market. So at this point, there's it's really unclear at the federal level what can happen. And it's really unclear what can happen at the the Kansas City level or at the state level to either require lower fees or to require universal uh, background checks, as uh, one Senate bill that was introduced last month does want to do. But in terms of regulation, I think crypto ATMs have kind of fallen by the wayside, and, and it's not the main attraction when regulators are thinking about what exactly they can do about this nascent industry which again has been founded on this idea that you know government should have very little control or should not be interacting with the flow of money between two parties so crypto really with its founding ethos has been really resistant to to regulation in the first place and, and crypto atm machines i think um those operators would be uh, kind of in that boat that they want to, they, they will resist regulation wherever possible
1: That was Dan Micah, a graduate student at the University of Missouri School of Journalism and freelance reporter at the Kansas City Beacon. You can read his story about cryptocurrency ATMs at kcur.org or kcbeacon.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. If you like our show and want to help us out, please leave us a review. It really helps us reach new listeners. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.